Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have another look at how my team got on in game week three. Uh, And apologies in advance because I did actually have quite a good game week and I know there's a lot of people out there who had a more challenging one. But there's definitely glimmers of hope for all FPL managers uh, in the story of how my team got on in game week three uh, and how I'm planning to uh, move into game week four. And so stay stay tuned, uh, even if uh, even if the the overall rank on the screen is something that might feel discouraging. Don't worry, because it doesn't take very much to get to this particular overall rank at this stage of the season, which you'll find out in just a second. So uh, use that as an opportunity to tell yourself, you know what, I'm only a couple of moves away from having a rank that I'm really happy with at this early stage of the season now uh, as ever uh, I'm going to show you some tables um, from the Fantasy Football Scout members area as part of this video so just a quick little reminder for those of you who haven't sorted out your membership for game week four do sign up now because you can still save up to 30% on those pre-season prices and you're going to get so much good stuff not only will you get access to all those tables that you're going to see shortly comparison tools heat maps shop maps etc and of course um, transfer planners season points projections etc so do get yourself ready for game week four but yes my team in game week three it was a very good one. Uh, but to be honest, it actually started on a largely discouraging note. And this is what I mean about don't get too discouraged too quickly in FPL this season because you're only a couple of guys um, getting some big points away from being able to uh, you know, get into a good position. So I went into game week three, ranked around 366,000 uh, overall rank, which I was quite happy with after two game weeks. And uh, most people, like most people, I had two free transfers. I didn't really want to use both of them. And so uh, in the end... Uh, those of you watching the deadline stream on Friday will know that I've been toying with perhaps maybe leaving the the main 11 as it was, keeping Salah, for example, holding Rashford and Pedro, etc., and using my free transfer to simply upgrade Gabriel to someone uh, on my bench who might be more useful in the future. Now, I was spared some blushes there because my plan had actually been to do Gabriel to Botman and then simply bench Botman ready for when Newcastle's fixtures turn. So, I didn't do that because, of course, he's got this injury now. Do keep an eye on the updates uh, on that one. And so, uh, with a little bit of help from Sam and some people in the chat, so thank you very much for that, I did the transfer of Salah into Foden. 
which on Saturday <laughs> left me feeling, uh, or rather on Sunday left me feeling a little bit uh, like, oh no, Foden's not in the uh, not in the team. That was it was deeply frustrating. And so what happened for me on Saturday was I actually dropped about 150,000 places, even though I got something out of Rashford, uh, and I was down to about 540,000 overall rank. And I was a bit discouraged by that. I, I felt that I could have done better on Saturday uh, than um, I did. But then I went into Sunday and things only, you know, got worse. In inverted commas, of course, with Foden not involved. And what had happened was, actually, interestingly enough, was that Anderson had got me 11 points on my bench for that goal. He scored against Brentford. He gets maximum bonus quite a lot of the time whenever he achieves anything because his BPS um, skills are so good. Uh, have a look at the members area to understand why. And so, actually, Foden not playing initially was, was, I was just torn. I was like, you know, I really felt Foden would do something. But actually, he's on the bench. So if he can just stay there, I'll get the 11 points for Anderson. Of course, Sheffield United then got the goal. Uh, and Anderson uh, got blocked because Foden was very much forced onto the field of play for Man City. So that was, that was frustrating. As I said, all of these things are frustrating. But if it wasn't for Matty Cash and Moussa Diaby... 17 points and 12 points respectively, I wouldn't be sat at 19k overall. And I jumped from 540k to 19k just from two guys popping off. And so that's my message to you guys out there. If you're a little bit discouraged at your rank right now, it can change at the drop of a hat. It can change at just a goal being scored. So do not be discouraged at all because I was a little bit on Saturday and I was foolish to be that way. So do um, think about that as you're making your transfers this week. Now, this has been branded, obviously, as a team reveal. At the moment, it's still a bus team for myself. Uh, so I'll just... Uh, actually, do you know what I've not done for the benefit of the podcast? This is I've not actually listed off who was in my team for game week three. Four points for Flecken, 17 for Cash, one for Stupinan, six for Chilwell, seven for Rashford, two for Mbermo, 12 for Diaby, four for Foden, eight for Saka, one for Pedro, and eight for Haaland as my, my captain. Three for Turner on the bench. Uh, of course, uh, zero for Gabriel because he didn't actually come on. 11 for Anderson and zero for Archer, uh, who uh, very, well is now a Sheffield United player. So my team um, has has gained a Sheffield United player without the need for a transfer. And so uh, how I'm lined up for game week four at the moment, as I said, it is a bus team, so I've not made any transfers yet. The only tweak I've made is to put Cash on the bench, funnily enough, even after his heroics of game week three, and replaced him with Anderson. Uh, my, my plan, many of you will know throughout this season, has been to rotate that third defender slot. been very happy most of the time, starting a Stupinan and Chilwell, for example. And then it, Anderson, Gabriel and Cash have now all had an opportunity to start a game week, or will have done by the time we get to game week four, because I do think a home game against Wolves is an appealing one for Crystal Palace and so far we've seen uh, Anderson put up some big points in two of his first three matches and has already risen in price. I'm very happy to have had him since game we won that investment in the Palace defence is going well and this is the week when I'm going to start him. Now what am I going to do with my two free transfers because I still have them. I know there's a lot of other people out there who still have them as well. I felt that it was a good idea to only spend the one so that when I do eventually spend two, perhaps three transfers for a minus four, I'm in a position where I'm leaning on more data to actually make that large change in the team. A couple of things I was looking out for was how Chelsea got on against Luton. I've had a lot of questions answered there and I'm very happy uh, with what I saw from Jackson who I've got room for in my team uh, to upgrade Pedro into Jackson because I've actually got £4.9 million in the bank doing Salah into Foden. Um, Foden is going to stay. There's a few people sort of wondering what to do about him but we're going to see in a minute 
the Fulham game is, oh, I mean, there's going to be some big returns in that one, I think. Uh, and he's had his rest now, you could argue. I would be surprised if Foden doesn't make the starting eleven this weekend. So then the other person who's on the chopping block is, of course, Rashford. Many of you will know from last week that was very much in a position of he gets one more go against Forrest. And even if he gets me something, it doesn't matter. I think I'm going to be moving him on because I really want to get to Madison. So I do think I'm probably going to do at least two transfers this week. I need to work out what I'm going to do with Gabriel because I do think he's going to go down in price again this week. Um, recording this on Tuesday and it's going out on Wednesday. So he, if he's changed in price again, then obviously you'll already know that. So I've got to think about him and I'm not averse to spending a minus four to change those three players. And I quite like the look of Destiny Odogi at Spurs. Um, Spurs' fixture is looking quite nice over the next couple of game weeks. The only thing that's maybe stopping me is... Do I want to give myself more benching headaches? You know, I've already had Anderson punish me a couple of times this season. Uh, I'm not unhappy playing a stupid man this week, I, I guess. I'd be quite nervous benching him. I don't think Brighton will keep a clean sheet, and we'll see why in a second. But I do think he still has that attacking potential. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a difficult decision what I do with that third transfer. And of course, that would be for a minus four. The priority is Rashford to Madison, Pedro to Jackson. I think that's quite a sensible uh, thing to do, really. And I'm very happy with the rest of the team. Flecken at home against Bournemouth over Turner away against Chelsea is, is an easy one. Whilst uh, Cash has looked good so far, I do think that... Aston Villa will concede against Liverpool, um, so he's my first sub. I just think that um, Anderson has a greater chance of outperforming him. Maybe I could put cash in for Estupinan. I need to have a real think over the next couple of days. Estupinan is probably my biggest decision in the, in the eleven, and in terms of whether or not I start him. And if I feel like I don't want to, then maybe I feel it's worth spending the minus four to do Gabriel uh, to Destiny Adogi. So they're the things I'm looking at. Um, let us know in the comments what you're thinking of with your team, and I'm happy to jump in and uh, you know see uh, if I can help. And of course, if, you, if your team's very similar to mine, then uh, yeah, let's compare notes and let's see what we feel is the, is the best way forward for game week four. Now, I promised uh, a little bit of analysis from the, from the members area that kind of fuels some of those decisions. So I'm starting off here with the season ticker, uh, now sorted from game weeks four to nine. Uh, I always like to look at the next six. I'm a big fan of that. These are the six best teams for fixtures in terms of overall difficulty. Now, you can also sort the season ticker by attacking potential only, defensive potential only. You can sort it by home versus away. You can also sort it by rotation. You know, if you've got a team that you'd like to have some players for, but you don't like all of their fixtures over a period, you can click on them, hit sort by rotation, and then it will it will sort all the way to the top the teams whose fixtures plug in like a jigsaw puzzle with the fixtures that you do and don't like uh, for the team that you're looking at. So there are all things you can do with the season ticker. I've just got the very basic vanilla version of it up on the screen right now. The six best teams for overall fixture difficulty in the next six matches. And Luton are actually top of it right now. But uh, as you can probably uh, imagine, I've not seen enough from the Hatters yet to uh, warrant much inve- investment. Now, of course, Chelsea, second best here, which is why I'm very happy to be getting Jackson this week. Uh, like many, I just wanted to see how their attack would settle in a game where they were favourites uh, to, to win. And of course, uh, the stats that you were going to see in a minute from Jackson are encouraging enough for me to go for him and of course I've still got Chilwell do I want to triple up not really Forest at home is a good fixture but Forest are better this year than they were last year and also better than many people think uh, Bournemouth away again that's a positive fixture but you know Bournemouth again still capable of springing the odd surprise I think especially with this new manager Aston Villa at home uh, again 
is is a good fixture, but not a great fixture. But Fulham away, Burnley away, seven and eight, they're they're great, fantastic fixtures. And then it's worth pointing out actually, game week nine is when Chelsea's fixtures really drop off a cliff. That's when they host Arsenal. So really, I'm looking at Jackson for the next five weeks, and then probably uh, switching to a Newcastle attacker in game week nine. Might even be playing my my wild card then. But as I said, my sort of assessment of those fixtures is they're good. Are they great enough for me to have two Chelsea attackers? Probably not. Uh, Newcastle are rising up the the fixture ticker, which uh, we kind of we, we've seen that coming from the start of the season. We've all got our eye uh, on the tune to see who we're going to get. Still a little bit tricky because you've got a lot of players who are going to play seventy minutes and get play, replaced with a like for like guy around that time. It will then also get you something. Uh, it's a, but it's it's not it's a not yet for Newcastle. They are rising to the top because game week six to nine on this ticker look really nice for them. Game week four and five not so uh, attractive away at Brighton at home against Brentford. Two very informed teams there. But game week six, away to Sheffield United, home to Burnley, away to West Ham, home to Crystal Palace. It's game week six. I really want to make sure I've got a bit of a Newcastle contingent in place. Now, I've talked about uh, Destiny Odogi. Um, and, you know, when you look at the Spurs fixtures on this, you know, it's it's definitely very, very compelling to have a Spurs defender, um, you know, four game weeks, four to, to nine, to be honest. Madison is a bit of an auto-include at this point, but, you know, in terms of that additional investment... Wow, look at these fixtures, especially from a defensive perspective. Burnley away, just the one goal for the Clarets so far. Sheffield United at home, you know, they've not really troubled uh, too many teams in an offensive sense. They were very, very hard to break down for City uh, in game week three. But, you know, it's very much a situational sort of thing. Um, you know, I-, I can't see them troubling the Spurs defence in game week It's worth pointing out, as much as we were concerned about the Spurs clean sheet at the start of the season with this new chaos attacking football from Postacoglu, two clean sheets in their first three. So it's not looking bad for a, a Spurs defender. Now, as I said, benching headaches are plenty, right, already. Do I really want to add some more? Well, actually, when you look at Spurs' fixtures, game week six and seven, do I really want to start my Spurs defender away at Arsenal at home to Liverpool? Not really. Uh, and so, you know, maybe getting Udogi is not the worst thing in the world uh, to start him for game week four and five, bench him for six and seven, and then game week eight and nine, Luton away, Fulham at home again perfect fixtures for a Spurs clean sheet so that's probably what I would do if I eventually decide I'm going to get a doggy so that's what I'm looking at uh, with them it's worth pointing out that Liverpool and Manchester United complete the top six on the season ticker there's going to be a point when I'm going to want to reinvest in Liverpool it probably isn't now it's probably going to be game week nine when they face Everton another reason why that's when I'm considering a wild card uh, and Man United their fixtures once they've got Arsenal and Brighton out of the way it's entirely possible that when we get Burnley away Crystal Palace at home Brentford at home Sheffield United away might maybe look at Bruno Fernandez. So it's worth keeping those teams uh, at the back of your mind as you plan for the next couple of weeks. Now, I promised some uh, investigation into some defences, for example. Now, City this week, this is one of the reasons why you hold Foden. Even if he's coming on as a substitute, he should get you something against Fulham because so far, after three matches, uh, Fulham have conceded the highest number of big chances uh, in the Premier League so far with 14. Now, interestingly enough, the team that has conceded the second most is actually Brighton. So, We've obviously been banging on about how good a stupid man is, and I still think that he offers a lot of offensive potential. But if there was one week where maybe there's an excuse to bench him, or maybe even sell him if you just want to play upside, I think maybe a game against Newcastle is one to go for, just simply because this could be very high scoring, and a stupid man is going to have to work very, very hard at the other end of the field in order to counteract the fact that Brighton may well concede a quite large number of goals to Newcastle, who who can 
score goals. Uh, Wolves, Luton and Aston Villa complete the bottom five for those teams that are sort of vying to be whipping boys at the moment. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, Crystal Palace playing Wolves this week has, has got me quite in, excited about the possibility of an Anderson goal against Wolves as well. Um, will I be... Uh, well, will I be shown mercy by Anderson after benching him last week? Surely I'm making the right decision this week by starting him, especially when we look at how obliging the Wolves' defence has been uh, thus far. It's worth pointing out Aston Villa are still in the bottom five for this, but they did concede, I think it was nine big chances, a very large amount of big chances in just one game against Newcastle. A little bit of a freak result when you consider the injury that Mings had at half-time, or just before half-time. The Liverpool game, of course, you know... It, we expect Liverpool to get some goals here. So, as I said, that's one of the reasons why I think that I'm probably going to bench cash this week uh, because there's just that possibility of going up against a, a high-performing attack that that's when they're not going to keep a clean sheet so far. Clean sheet against Everton for Villa, but did concede at Burnley. So, worth bearing that in mind, cash owners. Or maybe people who don't own cash who want to jump there quickly. I'd wait till this Liverpool game's out of the way. So, let's have a look at the creators so far in the Premier League after three game weeks. And, uh, yeah, some interesting uh, people here. As I said, Foden still very up there as a creative force in the Premier League. 11 key passes in the first three game weeks. That ranks the third most in the Premier League. And, of course, that's even when you factor in the fact that he didn't play all that much uh, against Sheffield United. So, when he does come back into the team against this Fulham side that's very, very obliging, would be expecting big returns from him entirely possible we get the same out of Alvarez as well he's actually the most creative City player so far with 12 key passes but when you look at those numbers 270 minutes for Alvarez 191 for Foden it does mean Foden has a superior minutes per chance created uh, than his colleague interestingly enough Gross is top of the league for key passes which means that he's ahead of his uh, Brighton counterparts such as Matoma and Stupinian but it is worth pointing out Matoma's creative output at this particular point in time because at the end of last season especially he was very much just a volume shooter didn't offer that much in the way of creativity, but he's kind of the other way around now. He's not shooting as often as he was last season. He is putting up a lot of creativity. He's got a few assists so far this season, and that is coming from what looks to be some relatively sustainable um, creativity numbers. And of course, I've already mentioned Bruno Fernandes and James Madison. They are very much in the upper echelons of the key passes. There is another stat that I do like to assess the quality of chances that have been created. That's big chances created. So if you want to have a look at which of those players are creating higher quality chances, head to the Fantasy Football members here and you should get uh, a good look at that but there's a lot of players in there who are definitely on my watch list now I talked about uh, Jackson at Chelsea uh, because he's probably going to be who I bring in for Pedro this week and it's this particular table here the shots in the box uh, table which is one of my favorite tables in the fantasy football scout members area it really helps illustrate who is trying their absolute hardest to be a goal machine and uh, of course we'll look at some accuracy in a minute because it doesn't always exactly work out along the lines of shooting lots, therefore we'll score lots. It doesn't necessarily always work that way, but it's nice to see that Jackson is so persistent in the penalty box. Ten shots in the box for him so far. Only Visser, Edouard and Haaland have more than him uh, after the first three game weeks. And of course, that does mean he is the most persistent shooter in the Chelsea team uh, when it comes to shots in the box. So I know there's a lot of interest in Sterling this week. I don't think he's a bad option. I think uh, anyone who goes with him is probably going to be duly rewarded. At the moment for my team, it's hard to justify moving to uh, to to him specifically because of what I've got available. I've got one midfielder that I want to sell for game week uh, four, and that's Rashford. And if you think about it, 
Madison is more important to get than Sterling on the basis that there isn't really a forward at Spurs who could be an alternative to Madison. Because if you think about it, it's, if you want to get a, a Spurs midfield, if you want to get a Spurs attacker and a Chelsea attacker, your options are Sterling and Spurs forward, of which there isn't really one, or you get Jackson and a Spurs midfielder, of which there are a couple of other choices. Son and Richarlison probably in the conversation, but not in any real sense. Madison is the clear um, first choice of the Spurs attackers. So that's the way round to do it. And just, as I said, confirmation for, for Jackson is that he is the most persistent shooter, which is encouraging uh, for me, bearing in mind that uh, he's who I'm looking at this week. Now, in terms of the accuracy, thankfully enough, uh, Jackson is offering a decent amount. So five shots on target after the first three game weeks, only Solly March and Erling Haaland have more than him. So he is not only the most persistent shooter in the box for Chelsea, he is also the guy with the highest number of shots on target as well, which is also really good to see. Five big chances as well. So the quality of those chances are good. So for this run of games, I'm expecting some good returns from, from Jackson. And as these numbers look largely sustainable uh, as well. In terms of other accurate players, obviously Haaland is, is, is right up there. It's worth pointing out again that um, Sonny March is having a good start to the campaign. Um, him and Matoma seem to have swapped roles. Last season, it was very much March was the creator, Matoma was the goal scorer. And this time around, we've already looked at Matoma's numbers. Lots of creativity, less goal threat uh, than last season anyway, because we've got players such as uh, Ferguson... Gross with more shots on target than Matoma. But it is it is March who looks like the one who is, is getting the biggest chances. Three big chances for him, um, which is joint most in uh, amongst all Brighton players. And he is ahead of all of them for shots on target. Vissa still very much up there for accuracy as well. Alvarez as well. Bowen, if anyone's looking at West Ham's fixtures, these are the players that are doing quite well for accuracy so far. Uh, Musa Diaby. He's had a big game week this week, of course. I, now, I, I'm looking at benching cash, but I should just point out, I've not got any concerns about bringing, uh, well, bringing Diaby back into game week four and, and not benching him or anything like that, simply because he's having a good start to the season. He's, had, he's created three big chances so far, which is a good number of big chances created. That's a joint best in the league so far. And then his five shots on target, that's the joint third best. Not so many in the way of big chances, but he's a good finisher because he's getting these shots on target, even if they're not necessarily uh, a big chance. That shows a player of quality and I think against this Liverpool defence he is going to have a good time so that's how my team is looking for game week four for the moment I'll let you guys know when my transfers are being made and of course we'll have a deadline stream later in the week and you may well see those transfers happen live but of course I will be keeping an eye on the price changes as well all sorts of content going out this week make sure that you've liked this video if you found it helpful subscribe to the Fantasy Football Scout YouTube channel and of course hit that bell notification so you don't miss a single thing on the channel and of course if you're listening on a podcast platform as well make sure you are subscribed for exactly the same reason so you don't miss a thing well with that I will leave you fine folks to enjoy Enjoy the rest of your FBL tinkering, and I will see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.